In this recording, the issue that we're going to be addressing is how early in the week should a person begin preparing for Shabbos. So in the first recording in Hilchah Shabbos, we saw that on Friday morning, a person should begin their preparation as early as possible. But should they also be preparing for Shabbos on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the rest of the week, or is it only a mitzvah for Friday? So there's a lot of discussion about this issue because it seems to be, at first glance, a debate between Shammai and Hillel, two of the most important figures in the Mishnah, each of whom started a very important yeshiva, which continued well beyond them. And the learning in those yeshivas formed much of the basis of the formulation of the Mishnah, which in turn formed much of the basis of Halacha. So Shammai and Hillel are crucial figures in the transmission of the Torah Shabal Peh and the Halacha. So they seem to have a debate on this issue. The Gemara in Beitza Tazdainim and Aleph reads, Tanya Amralav al Shamai Hazakin Kol Yamav Hayaocha Lachvod Shabbos. It was said about Shammai Hazakin that every day he would eat in order to prepare for Shabbos. So what does that mean? Matzah Behemana Omer Zula Shabbos. If he found a nice animal, a nice piece of meat, so he would say, I'm buying this for Shabbos. Matzah Acheres Na Hemena Meniachas Ashnia Vochal Asarishona. So then if he would find another better piece of meat during the course of the week, he would eat the first piece and then leave the second piece for Shabbos. So in this creative way, everything Shammai ate was for the purpose of honoring Shabbos because the reason he was eating the first lower quality piece of meat was in order to preserve the second better quality piece for Shabbos. So that meant that his eating throughout the course of the week was in order to save the better food for Shabbos. So all of his eating was a form of honoring Shabbos. So this was Shammai's very creative way of transforming his mundane eating throughout the course of the week into a way of honoring Shabbos because the purpose of the eating was to leave the best stuff for Shabbos. But the Gemara says that Hillel had a different style. Because everything Hillel did was for the sake of God. As it says, bless Hashem day by day. So this is enigmatic. The Gemara doesn't really explain what Hillel did in order to honor Shabbos that was different than Shammai. So Rashi explains that Hillel had complete trust in God that he would give him the proper food for Shabbos. So he did not spend his weeks searching out the best stuff for Shabbos. He just trusted in God that he would give him what he needed on Friday. So that's the debate between Shammai and Hillel. Shammai transformed his entire week into a continuous process of preparing and honoring Shabbos, whereas Hillel trusted that Hashem would give him what he needed on Friday. And the Gemara says, Shammai continued the practice of their founder, Shammai, meaning the school of Shammai had his same approach, and they used to start preparing for Shabbos on Sunday. So the whole week they were preparing preparing for Shabbos. But Beis Hillel, the school of Hillel, they followed their founder's approach and they said, bless Hashem day by day, meaning just trust that Hashem will give you what you need and you don't need to think about Shabbos that far in advance. So this was a wide-ranging debate that went on for generations between Shammai and Hillel and then their respective schools after them. Now, the general rule in halacha is that in a debate between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, we follow Beis Hillel. So this would seem to be an open and shut case. Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel have a debate about when the Shabbos prep should begin in the course of the week, and we should follow Beis Hillel. 
But it's not that clear because there's a comment of Rashi on the Torah that throws a wrench into this. In Shmos Perak Chaf Pasuk Ches. So this is in Parshas Yisro where the Torah is giving the Ten Commandments. It says, Zachar Remember Shabbos to sanctify it. So there's different interpretations in the commentators as to what exactly that refers to. But Rashi explains like this. Tnu lev lizkor tamir es yom shabbos Always remember the day of Shabbos. If you see a beautiful object in the course of the week, you should purchase it and set it aside for Shabbos. So if someone sees nice silverware or a nice kiddush cup, they should get it in order to be able to honor Shabbos. The idea being that one should always be on the lookout for ways to honor Shabbos throughout their entire week. So Rashi seems to clearly quote the idea of Shammai, that throughout the week a person should be on the lookout for ways to honor Shabbos, in his interpretation of the Pasuk and the Ten Commandments of Zachar Siyama Shabbos L'Kadshah. Now the Ramban asks this question on Rashi, and he says that he seems to be following Shammai's view in his interpretation of the Torah, whereas the Gemara quoted that there was another view of Hillel that he did not buy things throughout the week in order to honor Shabbos. He trusted that Hashem would give him what he needed on Friday. So the Ramban's alluding to this question on Rashi, why is he prioritizing Shammai's view over Hillel's, which we generally follow? So the Ramban himself has a different explanation for what this means, Zohar Sema Shabbos L'Kadcho, that a person should remember Shabbos. And he bases it on a medrash which says that Jews should not count days like non-Jews. Jews count the days of the week to Shabbos. So this is an important distinction. The non-Jews count each day of the week as its own inherent day, meaning Monday is a day of the week, Wednesday is a day of the week. The Jews, on the other hand, count all of the days of the week as the first day of the week, meaning it's the first after Shabbos, the second day of the week, the third day of the week, meaning the way we count days of the week first day, second day, third day, as opposed to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, is a way of constantly remembering Shabbos. And that is the mitzvah of Zohar Siyam HaShabbos L'Kadcho. That when you mention the day of the week, it should be in reference to Shabbos in order to constantly remember Shabbos every day. So many people fulfill this mitzvah of the Ramban during davening at the end when we say the Shir Shal Yom. So we begin by saying Hayom Yom Echad B'Shabbos. Today is the first day of the week with reference to Shabbos. So each day we count the day of the week in reference to Shabbos. If someone doesn't say the Shir Shal Yom, then they should make sure during the course of the day to count the day with reference to Shabbos in order to fulfill this view of the Ramban. So this is the difference between the Ramban and Rashi. Rashi reads the Pasuk as saying a person should be on the lookout all the time to get nice things for Shabbos. The Ramban argues and says that that's Shammai's view, whereas Hillel trusted in Hashem. So the Ramban explains that the verse is saying that a person should count each day in a way which will help them remember where they are in the week in reference to Shabbos. Now the Ramban points out that even Hillel who disagrees with Shammai's notion of buying things during the week for Shabbos, would agree with the Ramban's idea that a person should count towards Shabbos. In other words, Hillel doesn't reject the idea that Shabbos should be on one's mind throughout the week. He just says that a person doesn't have to buy things because they can trust in Hashem to give them what they need. 
But the Ramban's idea that a person should count each day of the week in a way which helps them remember Shabbos is also important for Hillel because it's a way of showing how much they anticipate and look forward to Shabbos and how precious it is to them. So even though they don't have to buy something that day in order to honor Shabbos, but they do need to show that they're excited and waiting for Shabbos to come by counting towards Shabbos. So the Ramban believes that his idea of counting towards Shabbos is universally agreed upon by both Shammai and Hillel. Now, what is the explanation for Rashi that he follows Shammai's view here as opposed to Hillel? So there's a number of ideas in the commentators. The Ray Aim, who wrote an important commentary on Rashi, so he suggests that Rashi differentiates between buying food for Shabbos versus buying objects for Shabbos. And he points out that the language Rashi uses is that if someone saw a chayfetz na'eh, if they see a beautiful object like silverware or a lamp, something that will honor their Shabbos and make it beautiful, then they should buy it. But Rashi did not talk about food. As opposed to in the Gemara, the debate between Shammai and Hillel was over buying food for Shabbos. And the Ra'im suggests that there's a key difference between these two types of purchases. Buying food is something that people do all the time. You constantly need to replenish your food supply. Whereas buying objects is something that people do infrequently. So the Ra'im says, even though Hillel says that people should rely on Hashem to give them what they need, that's only with regards to food, which is frequent. There's always food available and people buy it. So there they should rely that Hashem will provide them on Friday with what they need for Shabbos. But objects like silverware, which people don't buy that frequently, so there we don't say that Hashem will provide it, but rather a person should be on the lookout in order to honor Shabbos. So according to Rashi, even Hillel would agree that with regards to objects or clothing, a person should be on the lookout throughout the week to get stuff in order to honor Shabbos. So this is the Ray Ames approach that Rashi is actually not following the opinion of Shammai. He's following the opinion of Hillel that one does not need to buy food throughout the week for Shabbos, but he believes that clothing or objects one should buy throughout the week, even according to Hillel. And there's other commentators who also accept the Ray Ames distinction. The Matem Moshe and Hilchus Shabbos Simon Tav Gimel writes it. The Taz in his commentary on the Torah Divrei David accepts it, and the Primagadim in Simon Reish Nun references it. So there's a school of thought that even though one doesn't need to prepare food throughout the week, but they should be on the lookout for clothing or other objects to honor Shabbos. Now the Feitoar asks a very sharp and fundamental question on this whole approach, which is that we rely on Hashem not only for food, but even for objects, even though it's more infrequent that a person needs to buy them and people don't get them with the same regularity as food, but we still rely on Hashem to give them to us. So the Re'im's distinction that a person should rely on Hashem for food for Shabbos, but not for clothing, seems somewhat misguided when we know that Hashem provides us everything. So if he wants to give us nice clothing for Shabbos, he can provide that on Friday, just like food. And the Maharal, in his commentary on Rashi and Gur Aryeh, so he also points out that there's an explicit medrash which says that Shammai and Hillel 
disputed also the case of objects. So the Re'em is arguing that Hillel would agree to Shammai with regards to being on the lookout for objects, but the Medrash explicitly extends their debate not only to food, but also to other objects. So that again goes against the Re'em's distinction. And the Chida in the Mavzik Brachasim in Reish Membe, Sifkat and Hay, quotes from the Chuvasiyad Eliyahu, who was the Rav of Lublin, that he thought this distinction was forced. So there are a number of commentators who disagree with the Re'em's distinction. So the second approach to explain Rashi, the Maharal writes in Gor Arya in the Sfas Emes, in his commentary on Beitza, Tazayin Mid Aleph writes this, that Rashi believes the whole debate between Shammai and Hillel is when a person needs the first object for their own use. So Shammai believes that they shouldn't use it unless they have something better prepared for Shabbos. Whereas Hillel argues that if they need it, they should use it throughout the week, relying on Hashem to give them what they need for Shabbos. But if the person doesn't need that food or that object during the course of the week, then of course they should set it aside and use the best stuff for Shabbos. So even Hillel agrees that in a regular case where someone sees something nice and they purchase it and they don't need it for their own use between now and the next Shabbos, then of course they should use it for Shabbos. And that's what Rashi in his commentary means, that usually when someone gets a new object, it should be set aside for Shabbos. And the Maral argues that if you read Rashi carefully, you'll see this because he uses the word in nizdamein lo, that if he happened to buy something. In other words, he didn't need it. So it's only if he happens to buy something and has no immediate need for it that he sets it aside for Shabbos. But if he immediately needs it, then he should use it at that point. So that's exactly Hillel's view, that if a person needs it in the course of the week, they should use it. But if they don't need it, then they should set it aside for Shabbos. So again, the Maharal argues that Rashi is not following Shammai's view, but rather he's following Hillel's view. And Hillel too agrees that there is a merit to buying things for Shabbos, just if someone ends up needing it, then they can use it before Shabbos. Now we'll move on to a third, totally different approach to explain this comment of Rashi. And this comes from the Bach in Simon Reish Membez. He suggests that Rashi believes there isn't really a debate between Hillel and Shammai about this. In other words, this is not an argument. It's just two different ways of choosing how to best serve Hashem. Shammai believes that someone should focus on honoring Shabbos throughout the week, and Hillel believes that someone should rely on Hashem. But they're not disagreeing with each other, and that's why Rashi feels that it's reasonable that someone might choose to follow the opinion of Shammai, even though in Halacha we follow the opinion of Hillel. But in this case, where it depends on each person's own personality and what best fits with their way of connecting and serving Hashem, so each person can choose for themselves what they want to do, and that's why why Rashi explains the Pasuk according to Shammai. So that's the approach of the Bach. Now the Bach himself notes that the Ramban disagrees with this, and he believes that there is a debate between Beishamai and Beishillel over this point. It's not just each person chooses what they best connect with. And the Ramban believes that since there's a debate, we follow the opinion of Beishillel as we normally do. And then the Bach quotes a third opinion about this whole issue, which is the Orzarua. And he believes, like the Ramban, that there is a debate between Shammai and Hillel over this issue. But he thinks that we should follow Shammai's opinion because he says that even Hillel would agree that Shammai's approach is better. In other words, Hillel did something which was reasonable. He relied on Hashem. But Hillel would agree that what Shammai did of spending the whole week trying to purchase stuff for Shabbos was a 
higher level. So even though ordinarily we follow the opinion of Beis Hillel against Beis Shammai, but here where Hillel himself would agree that Shammai's level was higher, so it's certainly appropriate for someone to try to live their life modeled after Shammai. So the Bach has three opinions about this issue. There's his opinion that there is no debate between Shammai and Hillel about this. Each person should do what they best connect with. And the Bach says that many people or most people choose to follow the way of Shammai. That's why Rashi used it in his commentary on the Torah. Then there's the Ramban who says there is a debate and we should follow the opinion of Beis Hillel. And then there's the Orzarua who says there is a debate, but we should follow the opinion of Beis Shammai because it's a higher level. So those are the three opinions as the Bach quotes them. And of course, his opinion and the Orzarua's opinion is going to explain why Rashi used Shammai's opinion, either because that's what most people choose to follow or because that's a higher level. So it's worth emulating, even though the baseline halacha might follow the leniency of base Hillel. Now, the Yad Eliyahu and other commentators point out that the Bach's idea that Shammai and Hillel are not disagreeing seems difficult because the Gemara itself quotes the practices of Shammai and Hillel, and then it quotes a debate between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel on this issue. So even if you could say that Shammai and Hillel themselves were just taking different approaches, but they were not disagreeing, but it certainly seems that their schools, their various yeshivas were disagreeing. So presumably there was a dispute here. It was not just a matter of people choosing which approach best fit their way of serving Hashem. Now, the idea that the Bach quotes from the Orzarua, that both sides agreed Shammai's approach was a higher level, even though Hillel had a leniency that one need not spend their whole week preparing for Shabbos. So the same view is in the Sefer Haredim, Perak Yud Gimel, Simen Beis. And he also says that Shammai's was a higher approach, and Hillel agrees that that's the ideal, except Hillel said that a person could rely on Hashem instead of doing what Shammai did. So both the Orzarua and the Sefer Haredim think that Shammai's approach was higher, and Hillel agrees that it was higher, but Hillel had a different approach. Now, that's not so simple. The Prisha disagrees, and he believes that Hillel's approach was actually higher. Because he points out that Shammai's approach was to eat the lower quality stuff and save the better stuff for Shabbos. So the mitzvah in what Shammai is doing is withholding himself from eating the better food and instead saving it for Shabbos. So the greatness of Shammai was in a passive way. Because he avoided the better foods and saved them for Shabbos, so he passively did something proper every day of the week by saving the better stuff for Shabbos. As opposed to Hillel, whose admirable behavior was active because everything he did was for the sake of God. So his eating was itself in order to serve Hashem. So it was the very act of eating which was sanctified for Hillel. So that's an even higher level according to the Prisha. So he would disagree with the view of the Arzarua and the Sefer Hasidim that Shammai's was the higher level and Hillel took an easier route. And he would say that Hillel's was the higher level because he was actively sanctifying God's name through everything he did. The only reason he ate was in order to serve God. 
Now there's a similar idea to this Prisha from the Chassam Sofer, and this he uses also to answer the approach of Rashi. This is quoted by his son in Chuvis Ksav Sofer, or Achaim Simen Lamed Ches, and it's also brought in the Svarim of the Chassam Sofer on the Torah and on Shas, on Beit HaTazayin Amid Aleph. And the Ksav Sofer also says that he found a similar idea from Rabbi Ephraim Zalman Margolios, one of the Rabbeim of the Chassam Sofer. So he had also said this. And then it's Siv also in his commentary, Hamek Sheila in Sheilta Aleph, Oschaf Aleph, and also in his commentary on the Chotad Rabbi Shmuel in Parshas Yisro, and the Yad Eliyahu in his tshuva references this sort of idea. So this is a very popular idea in the Achronim from the Chasim Sofer, and Rebbe Zalman Margolios, and the Nitziv. They explain that Hillel, because everything he did was L'Shem Shamayim, so every food he ate was for the sake of Hashem, so he could rely that Hashem was going to provide him with whatever he needed for Shabbos on Friday. He was on a level where that was reasonable for him to expect that Hashem would bring him what he needed. But Shammai was on a bit of a lower level because he couldn't be sure that every single thing he was doing throughout the week and all the food he was eating was only for the sake of Hashem. It was only to serve Hashem. So since he wasn't on that level where he was sure about that, he also couldn't be guaranteed and expect that Hashem was going to provide him with whatever he needed on Friday. So that's why he had to prepare throughout the week. So this is a very creative idea to explain their debate that it had to do with the levels they were on. In other words, Hillel, who was on a higher level, that he was sure everything he ate throughout the week was only for Hashem, so he could expect to be given food on Friday for Shabbos. Whereas Shammai, who was not on that higher level, so he couldn't expect to be delivered food from Hashem on Friday, so he had to shop throughout the week for Shabbos. And the Chassam Sofer says that we, of course, who are on such lower levels than either of these giants, so we could never say that we should just expect that Hashem's going to give us what we need, and we should certainly follow the approach of Shammai of preparing throughout the week for our Shabbos food. So that's why Rashi goes with the approach of Shammai, even though in general we follow the approach of Hillel, because in this situation, we're all so much lower than Shammai, that if even Shammai couldn't expect to be delivered his food by Hashem and he had to buy it himself throughout the week, then certainly all the more so, we need to do that. So this explains why Rashi prioritizes Shammai in this case over Hillel, and it also explains the debate between Shammai and Hillel, why Hillel didn't do what Shammai did throughout the week because Hillel was on a higher level so he could rely on getting his food from Hashem. Now the Minchas Baruch in Chelek Beisim and Vav has a nice twist on this approach because he says, how can we say that Shammai didn't eat everything only for the sake of Hashem? Of course, Shammai, who was a giant, everything he did was only for the sake of Hashem. So the way he explains this approach with a little twist is that he says there's two ways of eating food for Hashem. Hashem. One could say, I'm eating the food in order to have health, to be able to do mitzvahs and serve Hashem. Or one could say, my act of eating is itself in the service of Hashem. And that was the difference in level between Shammai and Hillel. Shammai, of course, everything he ate and did was for the sake of Hashem. 
But when he ate, his intention was to have strength and energy and health in order to be able to go do mitzvahs and serve Hashem. So it was one step removed from the actual mitzvah itself. In other words, his level was a very high level, much higher than most of our levels, because he wasn't eating just to enjoy or to have fun or to waste some time, but he was eating in order to serve Hashem, but it was one step removed from the mitzvah itself. As opposed to Hillel, whose eating was itself an act of mitzvah, because everything he did was so thoroughly for the sake of Hashem, so it wasn't even one step removed. It itself was an act of mitzvah, and that's why it was a higher level. So that's a nice explanation, which preserves the idea that Hillel's was a higher approach, but Shammai, of course, was a towering giant that we can't even imagine the levels he reached. So with regard to our discussion, the Chassam Sofer does two important things. First of all, he disagrees with the Orzarua and the Sefer Hasidim that Shammai's was the more ideal approach. And he argues along with the Prisha that Hillel's was the more ideal approach. But on the other hand, his second point is that since we're on such lower levels than either of those giants, then we should follow Shammai's approach because that's the one that makes more sense for us. So that also defends why Rashi prioritizes Shammai in this case as opposed to Hillel. So having seen a lot of the background of this discussion from the Gemara and from Rashi and the Ramban and various approaches to explain why Rashi follows Shammai here, so what is the practical halacha? So the Tur in Simon Reish Membeis quotes both the opinion of Shammai and Hillel, but he doesn't give any ruling. And the Shulchan Aruch does not reference this whole issue at all. The Ramah in his commentary on the Tur, Dark Moshe, Simon Reish Nun, so he refers to the Machlokas between the Orzarua and the Ramban that we mentioned before as to whether we rule like Shammai or Hillel. And he concludes that the Tur in Simon Reish Membeis sounds like he agrees with the Orzarua that we follow the approach of Shammai. So at least the Ramah in his commentary on the tour believes that the tour holds like Shammai, but the Ramah in his rulings along with the Shulchan Aruch again makes no mention of this issue. So we don't have clear-cut rulings from the earlier authorities about this, but we do have some discussion in the later authorities. Now the Bach, as we saw, says that we hold like Shammai, and this is followed by his son-in-law, the Taz, in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, Simon Reish Membez. So he quotes the view of his father-in-law that we follow based Shammai. And the Magen Avram in Simen Reish Nun, Sifkan Aleph. So he quotes what the Ramah wrote in Darkei Moshe, that again, we follow the view of the Orzarua, who follows the approach of Shammai. So we have broad consensus amongst the major poskim, including the Ramah, the Bach, the Taz, the Magen Avram. And we also saw that the Chasim Sofer says this, that they all agree that one should follow the approach of Shammai. And sure enough, the Mishnah Brewer in Simen Reish Nun also rules like Shammai, and he explains the debate along the lines using the Orzarua and the Chasim Sofer's ideas. The way he formulates it is that Hillel agrees that in terms of preparing for Shabbos, Shammai's is the better approach. But Hillel was working on his trust in Hashem, so in order to give himself the opportunity to work on it, he wouldn't prepare all week for Shabbos, and he would rely on Hashem. But that was Hillel's own practice in order to increase his reliance and belief in Hashem. But for the rest of us who are not on such a lofty level, that we completely trust that Hashem will provide anything we need, so we do do our own shopping. So if that's the case, we should follow the approach of Shammai and prepare for Shabbos throughout the entire week. So that seems to be the consensus of many of the great poskim to follow the view of Shammai. 
Now, it's worth ending with one alternative view, and that is the Karban Asano and his commentary on the Rush in Beitza, the second chapter, Simon Dalad, Sifkat, and Ches. And the Karban Asano disagrees with this consensus. And he also addresses an interesting proof that the other side brings from the Gemara. The Orza Rua, who says we follow the view of Shammai, proves it from a Gemara in Shabbos on Kofiotes Ahmed Aleph. And he's followed by the Ramah and the Magan Avram and the Bach and the Taz also quote this proof from a very interesting story there. The Gemara says that in Bavel, where there was a lot of Torah, so people became wealthy in the merit that they honored the Torah scholars in Bavel. But what about other countries where there's not a lot of Torah and not a lot of great Torah scholars? In what merit do they have wealth? So the Gemara says in the merit that they honor Shabbos. And it reports that Rav Chia Bar Abba said that he one time went to a guy's house in Ludkia and they brought out an unbelievable display of wealth. There was a gold table that needed 16 people to carry it and it had 16 silver chains attached to it. So just a phenomenal display of wealth and it had plates and cups and pitchers built into it. And then they brought out this phenomenal spread of food and spices. So it was just incredible wealth. And when they brought out the table, they said, The world and everything belongs to God. And when they took it away, they said, That the heavens belong to God and earth he gave to people. So these were very righteous people who understood that everything comes from God. So Reb Chiyabar Abba asked him, With what did you merit this tremendous wealth? And the guy answered, I was a butcher. Every time I came across a nice piece of meat in the course of the week, I would put it aside for Shabbos. And Reb Chiyabar Abba praised him. So the practice of this butcher seems to be in line with Shammai's that the whole week he was on the lookout for the best stuff and he kept putting it aside for Shabbos. That's the proof that the post can bring from this Gemara that since the Gemara is saying that he merited great wealth because he did the mitzvah of Shabbos in this ideal way, which turns out to be the model of Shammai to spend the whole week looking out for the best stuff for Shabbos. So that indicates that according to the Gemara, the proper way of doing this is the way Shammai did it. The Karban Asano, though, argues against this because he says that this guy was a butcher, so he was selling stuff. So what he was doing is preserving the best meats in order to sell them on Friday so everyone would get a good cut for Shabbos because the wealthy people would buy meat during the week and they would eat it during the week. But this butcher didn't want the best cuts to go to the wealthy people. So he would save the best cuts for Friday when everyone wealthy and poor was buying meat for Shabbos and then he would sell it so people could get the good stuff for Shabbos. So this was not really the same as Shammai's idea, which is that each private person should save the best stuff throughout the week for Shabbos because this was talking about a store. So the Karban Asanel says that there's no proof from the Gemara in Shabbos's case where the butcher was willing to give up some of his revenue during the week in order to help people get good food for Shabbos. But that's not a proof that each person should spend the whole week buying better and better food for Shabbos. And so the Karban Asanel personally agrees with the view of the Ramban that we should follow the approach of Hillel and believe that Hashem will help us to get the right stuff for Shabbos on Friday. So there is a long-standing debate about this issue, which continues from the times of Shammai and Hillel through to the Arzarua and Rashi against the Ramban and through to the Karban Asanel against the Mishnah Brura. 
But as we've seen, the weight of the majority sides with Shammai, and that's what people are encouraged to do.